right, let's get ready to go. We don't sleep to dream, we sleep to build stamina. Energy to do our thing, get your camera. This show is about to begin, so sit down and buckle it in. Let's go! Good morning. Happening, everybody. I'm sorry. Sorry, that was so loud. I was like, your mic is 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 definitely off. Yes. Uh, <sighs> listen, uh, I am so excited to be here on Monday. You know, uh, being a massive Doctor Who fan, I have just really enjoyed this last week of uh, yelling at people on Twitter. <laughs> well, no, you didn't really have to yell at people on Twitter. I don't think. Did you get into any fights? I, I didn't see you fighting. Nah, I, I like to ignore people when they want to fight with me. So. Yeah, it wasn't so much the fighting. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. First off, happy Monday. It's uh, the Monday. It's it's Cyber Monday today, actually. So if you guys are out there, there's uh, tons of shopping deals if you're if you're getting stuff for Christmas. So uh, let's start Is off. Really? With... Oh wow, that's cool. I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you or I get to buy anything, but there might be people out there who who have enough money to buy gifts for people. That's and, true. Uh, would be good. Um, and speaking of gifts, we would like to give you one. And the way that works is, uh, I see, I see no money. G is still the stream hero from last time. Oh God, dang it. I forgot. So I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. You got the stream hero in the upper left-hand corner as you donate, uh, ask questions with super chats and, uh, interact with us in that way. You will confine yourself up there on the board. Whoever's on the board longest today will win a mystery prize from mixtees.com. And uh, that will be our present to you. And we appreciate the support for the show. Uh, yeah, Brian. So uh, while you're here, though, we yeah. got to We got to make sure we please the YouTube gods. Please, please like like mm. the stream like yeah. away. Hit the like button, the share button, hit all the buttons, but specifically the like button. We need that interaction so that this uh, stream gets promoted at some point. Yeah. And subscribe if you haven't already. So. Uh, with that out of the way, um, we're going to be talking some Doctor Who. It was not our intention to talk to talk Doctor Who again. It wasn't. Um, and had Doctor Who been been um, you know been good, I think we probably would have talked about it very little today. But and it's not that it was bad. It's it's complicated, and we're going to talk about that this morning. Uh, we have Doctor Who on the list. What else do we have, Brian? I know I I actually won't be here for the full stream today. I've got a, a predestined appointment that I couldn't move, so. Brian will be doing he's getting his he's getting his butt waxed. I told him, listen, is he, it's hard to find someone to do it. Oh, is that yeah. too much information? Oh, I forgot. You told me not to share that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, there is a person on this stream who waxes and it's not me. I'm just letting you know. It's me. Uh, <laughs> I do. So I get what, my what butt waxed every couple this? months. Listen, bro, <laughs> it's like a it's like a forest down there. You got you got to you got to tend the garden sometimes. Let me tell you what I saw the 40 year old virgin. It's just never going to happen. So, yeah. I've been married for uh, twenty-one years this February. You gotta, you gotta keep it fresh, and that means that sometimes you gotta get rid of the, the old man hair. So, yeah, information no one wants to hear. But go ahead. Well, so what else are you gonna be talking about? I'll today? save that for my OnlyFans because <laughs> thank you. Yes. If if if, uh, if our if our channel doesn't do better, I'm making <laughs> OnlyFans. <laughs> I have a lot of followers. Hey, um, so. We're going to also be talking about a new segment that I didn't even tell Shane about because he wasn't going to be here for it, but I'm calling it the sci-fi throwback. And basically, 
basically I'm, new segments I'm, when I don't show up. <laughs> I'm I'm picking uh, a science fiction uh, movie that uh, that is old that almost something that most people have not seen, and mm. I'm just gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna share my thoughts and uh, hopefully that encourages you to go check it out or don't waste your time. One of the two. And this today's movie is called Life with Jake Gyllenhaal. Ryan Reynolds, it's a star-studded cast of people, and um, I was—I had very strong emotions about that movie, and I can't wait to talk about it. Sounds great. Glad I'm not going to be here. All right, so uh, Life, that's that's actually, yes, you know, of all the Ryan Reynolds movies, like, that's the one I've never heard of, like, so that's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah, dude, it, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds and other people that are, like, noticeable, I can't remember right now, and I'm like, how have I not heard about this science fiction film with these like titans <laughs> of acting? And uh, wow, you're gonna find out. Well, it's not that old. I'm saying like it's not it's, new. Yeah. It didn't come out this week, you know. Right, right. Normally right. we cover stuff that comes out soon, you know, today. Um, but this movie, I'm, I'm, I was surprised I had not heard of it, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, I see why I hadn't, I had not heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how it works uh but we do want to focus on our doctor who stuff and um and we want to talk about what's going on specifically we want to talk about uh you know the elephant in the room which was you know uh the propaganda from doctor who on saturday in the first special with david Tennant. Uh, some stuff about russell davies and what does this mean for doctor who going forward and uh, we definitely want to talk about that um, is Brian, anything else you want to share before we get into it? We also have the weekly weird, um, so that's going to be fun too. Mm. Um, you know, I got I, you know nothing. I just, I really actually just want to talk about it. I, I you know we put up a couple tweets while we were watching it. I didn't we didn't expect that level of engagement. Um, but I guess other people are very passionate about it too. Oh no, you know here's one thing. I also tweeted something about a really bad TikTok that someone shared on uh, Twitter, and it had like really loud background music. Cause that's what all these zoomers do on TikTok. They don't understand the concept of the term background music. So I just comment, I'm like, 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 can you guys please start turning your music down? Like you want us to enjoy this clip of two people talking, but there's literally pop music playing under it, under the, under it with full vocals. And everyone's like, you guys call yourself pop culture historian. That music is this person. I don't give a shit who that, who music, whose music it is. I don't care if it's Eminem or Shakira or whoever. It doesn't matter to me. Bottom line is it's too loud. If you have dialogue you're sharing on video, here's a tip. Don't put vocals that are competing with the dialogue as the music. It's not rocket science. I think it's something that happens as you get older. So I think when you're younger, you can you can tolerate it as you get older. So, you know, Brian and I have a pretty significant age difference. And I believe this was a conversation that we had several years ago. When Brian would put our music way too loud over my my but, audio, but, you, know, you were so now that you, no no, but now that you're forty something, I see what's happening here. So you've become no. where's give us the Simpsons cloud yelling guy, old man. No 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 no. You know I used to put <laughs> cinematic like orchestra music behind our videos, and he would be like, "That's too loud." There's no vocals in it. These so is like there's like two people talking, okay, uh -huh. and there's actual like. Nickelback or something in the background with full vocals. It's not Nickelback. Oh, okay, so it's not it's bad someone music. else. It's okay, like, it's it's someone else that was that is in some way related to the two people talking. It doesn't matter okay. who it is. Okay. But if yeah. there's actual vocals, 
I'm literally, my brain is trying to, trying to what, listen to. What is the to, topic you were trying to listen to? Like, what were they talking it was, about? Uh, it, was two, it was uh, the uh, H3H3 podcast. And I guess his friend was like, just like roasting him. And it was a fun, it was funny. Or it's supposed to be funny, but who knows? Because I was so distracted by the other person talking that wasn't in the room, the music, that it was very difficult to hear. Okay, so you, you're saying you went on a rant on Twitter about this. Oh, and everyone's like, Dude, how do you not know who that band is? I never said who is the <laughs> band. I said, why is it so goddamn loud? Oh, so you, okay, so you, you did have a battle on Twitter. Multiple okay. comments were like, you guys call yourself pop culture people and you don't know who that see, band is? Did I ask who the band was? No. Yeah. And, 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 and I, know, I don't know who it is and I don't care. It's too loud. It's too loud. Well, and this is the problem when there's two people, like two of us represent a Twitter. Like I automatically get thrown in with whatever Brian thinks. Yeah, it's true. I drag you know? in like, into, into it drives me crazy, man. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't share this opinion with my brother but there's no way for us to, to delineate <laughs> Yo, two, so. that was so funny it was like uh <laughs> a couple weeks ago i think it was like a chris gore thing or something i forgot what it was but someone was like uh uh, uh what movie is better than this movie or something i'm like i said like fast and the furious 10 and i knew right then <laughs> like, shane oh. is going to hate this tweet because it was like a pop it was like a really like yeah highly reviewed like, Brian movie. put your name in there when you tweet this stuff put your name and I was like I was like the movie is boring Fast X was a better film <laughs> well for for better or worse we're, we're tied to each other so that's just the way it is that's true all right let's uh let's jump into this um first off the first thing I want to say about this Doctor Who is um you know before we get into what what's wrong let's talk about what's right and and the thing I can say that's right is the return of David Tennant was actually really fantastic um, I loved seeing him on screen again. I thought that they they um, they brought him in properly. I like how they went back and reconnected um, the original story with Donna and like how they kind of left her off. And remember how, if you guys recall, uh, his uh, companion Donna had her memory had to be wiped, and if she ever you know remembered the Doctor, uh, she would die. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how it ended. It was actually really. Uh, emotional back in back in the day when when that happened and it was something that that we were like damn that's pretty deep Doctor Who stuff um, and so they pick up kind of where that's left off uh, Tenant doesn't know why the Doctor has this face again we have to remember that the Doctor you know just because the Doctor changes uh, who he uh, you know what he appears to be or she or they or whatever they want to call it whatever the Doctor appears to be the Doctor still has all all their mem all of his memories right. Um, that's, I mean, it's still the doctor. I don't actually know if that's it, the case. It it's it it is, it is it's, supposed to be the case. Still, the doctor yeah. is not reborn as a completely new. No, he regenerates, being. but it seems right. like it. Always, I've always gotten the impression that certain things were murky in the process. Yeah, certain certain things were like murky. Like he okay. didn't fully. Like yeah, it's a new person, and they should know everyone that they know, but. But there's things missing for some reason. That's the, always the impression I get. And maybe yeah. it's just maybe it's an acting thing. I'm not sure. Well, it probably becomes complicated as a storytelling device to have a, a being that remembers everything. And so it would make it complicated writing stories if, you know, I guess that's it's, so this, it's more of a cloudy situation. But let's just, you know, make the point that having David Tennant back was cool. Um, you know, we got a very good Doctor Who Russell T. Davies story. 
the you know uh an alien crash lands um you know the, the another aliens trying to, to get it it we get a flip we get a reversal i won't, I won't spoil anything it's for actually you guys. not a russell t davis story mm-hmm. though I mean, he's the showrunner and one of the writers, so yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, he he based it on a comic book for, uh, with the Baker Doctor from like the seventies or eighties or something. But he's well, but he's responsible for putting right. it down. So it was based on a comic. But it was funny because I'd read that comic, so when I saw the trailer with the meep, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. I mean, that was cool. It was brought in Doctor Who lore. It was actually a really great Doctor Who story on its own. On the face of it, it was a cool Doctor Who story. There was a nice. Um, surprise uh, a twist um you know it was it was done in i think the flavor that when russell t davies was doing doctor who back during Tennant's first run it felt very much like a david Tennant story sure um and i love how you know they were you know bringing around the whole relationship with donna and we're meeting her family and what's happened since since all i mean it was all actually just really good doctor who and then we get to a point where there was a little bit of a speed bump where uh, we meet the meep uh, Donna's daughter uh, Rose Beep who we meep. find out when we find out she, uh, that they are non-binary all of that was very vague-ish I didn't quite understand what was going on there mm, I knew that, that conversation I was like it felt almost slow rolled like and I, it didn't feel like it was taking you out of the story and that was kind of like I'm like okay okay I think this person's non-binary but they're not like but it also did like, it. it also wasn't like supernatural either the way they introduced it it was like it was it, it wouldn't have bothered me had they not decided to go like full force later on right so that's yeah so that's what I'm trying to get to so so we're do, we're doing fine and then the doctor who meets the meat for the first time uh, makes the the awful um, distinction of of calling the meep a he, mm-hmm. and of course Rose is quickly in there to, um, you know, shame the shame doctor, the doctor. I need to show into, you guys what the meep looks like while he's while he's saying this because it's very yeah. important that you know that this is a. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's basically ET with fur, okay? Basically, yeah, and it's got a you know it's got a strangely pitched voice, and so. You know, David Tennant or, you know, the doctor uh, said, you know, calls the meep a he and he's quickly rebuked by Rose uh, saying, well, you know, why would you, you know, assume the pronoun of the meep? And, you know, and the way the she moment, said it, though, it, right, she didn't even like, like, you just said it really nicely. She said it like a massive angrily. bitch. Like yes. She was yeah. being a bitch when she said that. Right. And and, 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 and it actually bothered me. I was like, like, who do you think you are? I don't that's you're a, you're a like, child talking to a thousands of years old, <laughs> you know, space God. I don't or or a grown grown man or whatever. Or, or, and, you or, or know, just a grown to, man. Well, and you're talking to an alien. Um, you know, I it's can... just it was very, you know, so you get this moment where it's like, okay, um, this happens and you're and you're kind of like, OK, well, this really pulls me out of Doctor Who because this is the same kind of crap that we've been getting. And, you know, and to make it worse, though, like her comment was so out of place when she said, why do you assume it's a he that like typical like Twitter re- reply right, from four yeah. years ago? But like it at this point, this animal is pretty much genderless. 
and and Doctor Who is Tennant is using like a, just a common a common pronoun in order to move the process along. He doesn't know. Yeah, and it doesn't, not, ma- doesn't, doesn't matter know. what his sexuality is. Right. And I think that's the whole point, honestly. Right. So I, I think Davies is a propagandist. So like if you go back and look at and we can talk about this more when we get to the this isn't even the egregious part no, it's not. of what happened on it's Doctor not. Who. This it's is not. just like this is the the road bump that lets you know that there's that messaging is involved. Like this is the the, the signal, right? That's coming. <laughs> right. Uh, Something that you got to know about Davies is that Davies, super talented writer, uh, yes. never been a question, never been a question. He was born in 1963 in Wales. Um, he is a known, you know, activist for the LGBTQ community. He's and it's it's a huge deal to him. Um, he got he broke his teeth on a show called Queer as Folk. I'm sure you heard of that. It's uh, it's an older show. It's it's one of the first shows that kind of normalized um, the LGBTQ community. And he is a well-known propagandist. And so he is making it a point to make sure that whenever he does something, he is. Um, and as he says here to the BBC, it says it's dangerous to think that things are all right when it comes to like uh, the LGBTQ community. Uh, we need to constantly work to keep LGBTQ representation at the heart of the narrative. It's dangerous to think it's all right. There's still a lot more that needs to be done. So he is a, a he's an activist. He is fighting a, a war, a battle. He's a propagandist. It's no different than than if it was an, a propagandist on the other side, trying to get you to believe that, uh, you know, the the difference that that men are, are all powerful, that only men can solve all problems. Right. Imagine if there was someone telling a story that where women needed to bow down and be on their hands and knees and the gay community were slaves to men. I mean, imagine if, if there that. was, it's called handmaid tale. <laughs> my, my, well, that was his, it was historical, right? That was historical, which history, you no, know, no, it wasn't, that, it was actually in the future. Oh, it was the future. I didn't watch it. So yeah, it was post-apocalyptic. The right took over the nation and, basically forced most women into uh, sex slavery. But that wasn't propaganda. That was a warning they look at it as. Right. So that had its own messaging, right? So here's my thing. So Russell Davies here, he's a propagandist. So his idea is, I don't want people to ever stop thinking, because he's a gay man, and, and, and this is important to him. No. So he doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> what does that mean? I couldn't tell. I'm being. doesn't matter if you can tell. I'm being sarcastic, bro. It doesn't matter if you get how can you tell? How can you tell? It's pretty obvious in interviews that he's playing for that team. I'm not, yeah, compla- no, I'm not complaining about not, it. I'm just not, saying it's pretty it's obvious. It's not obvious. He says he is. You know, he's he actively says it. He's fighting for it. This is a battle that he's in. So right, the point but, but is that, that when you say he's a gay man, that's like saying Brie Larson's a feminist. Like yeah. But I have to say it because then yeah, I need true. to understand what his point is, yeah, why true. he's why that's he has true. this point. If he wasn't a gay man, likely chances are this wouldn't be uh, a life or death battle for him. This is a life or death battle for this man, right? The representation that that it's that the mainstream thinks, and I'm not sure what the end goal here is. The the percentage of people who who identify as LGBTQ is a very small portion of civilization. You know, it's between five and eight percent, I think. So I'm not sure what he's trying to accomplish here. But regardless, we want to watch Doctor Who. 
But uh, so he he tells a relatively good story. We we the meep gets, you know, I'm not going to tell you what the surprise is, but we go through this entire story. The relationship between the doctor and Donna is 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 um, is felt out. It's it's uh, we, we get the answers that we were looking for, the life or death scenario with Donna. And then we get to the end of the show mm-hmm. and something happens that does just doesn't make sense. It can be described as nothing more than, you know, um, than intentional rebuke of the white older man. Honestly, it was like, that's a com- it. It was, it was like a comedy sketch. It was not, it wasn't even funny, bro. It's it wasn't not a funny. Sketch. You know, it, was, it, wasn't it wasn't funny, funny, but like, it was so absurd that it felt right. like someone like making fun of like a modern, parody modern. Right. Yeah. Like they're making fun of modern storytelling. That's how absurd yes. it was. So let's describe the scene. I don't know if you can throw an image of it up there. I can't. Um, but, you know, essentially uh, we get to the end. Everything's been kind of dealt with. And now it's got that typical kind of doctor who, you know, uh, wrap it all up at the end of the show. And here's what we get. We get Rose and Donna. And we've come to learn that Rose, um, the reason why she was able to or they were able to whatever whatever that character is. Uh, whatever happened, and I don't want to spoil anything here for you guys, but something happened so that no, no, it's not a spoiler. That this, the, if you watch Doctor Who four, three years ago, you already know this. Donna, okay. Donna was uh, basically something happened, and she became a pseudo time lord, right. and she her body she, can't she, contain she, the energy. Yeah, she she took on the thoughts of a time lord, right? In order to right. save her, they basically made her forget about her but experiences with Doctor Who. But it's Rose I'm talking about here. Oh, oh, you're, and that is a spoiler. You're right. Yeah, well, so, yeah, yeah. yeah but how do you explain this scene though without spoiling this though? Well, uh, well, I'm just going to say let's just let's just let me put this in a way that Rose has is all powerful, and so is Donna. Right? They have this all powerful thing that would be similar to let's say what a Time Lord would say, would. Can we say that it's similar to a, what a Time okay, Lord? Yeah. Has. So both these characters have a similar thing and. Doctor Who immediately goes like, "Hey, we got to solve this problem because yes. even though we've we've saved the day, there's still the problem of this thing that might kill you, or whatever." Right. And <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. So, so that's what happens. So, oh my god, he's I'm, telling I'm, them. Like, my heart rate is going up because I'm remembering it and I'm getting angry. It's so stupid. okay. Well, let's let's work through it and then we can figure it out. So the doc, yeah. So the doctor says, "Hey, we have to we have to save you. We have to solve it." And then we get this arm crossing situation and this thing here. And the, here's the comments, right? The, the condescendingly speaking down to begins. And they say, we know, we know everything and you know nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's a shame you're not a woman anymore because you'd have understood. We've got all the power, but there is a way to get rid of it. Something male presenting time lords will never understand. Jesus, dude, it's so cringe. Holy shit. Just let it go, and we choose to let it go. Now, while they're having this little speech, the other women in the room, the shot is panning to their knowing looks of reinforcement to these ladies, right? It's so ridiculous. And it's like what they're doing is they're basically okay. Now there's two things that Davies is trying to accomplish here. Okay, guys, two things he's trying to accomplish. One thing he wants to accomplish 
is he wants to make sure that the whole narrative of having the female doctor with Jodie Whittaker and having the doctor story retconned to become that the doctor was always female like they did. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make sure that that was cemented. That right. was the first thing that that he wanted to accomplish because as a gay man, it's and, and to his the battle that he's fighting and the propaganda he's trying to push, it's beneficial for him in his, his worldview for the doctor to be this um, genderless thing, or, I guess, is what or like or, or, ge- or gender gender. queer, he could do be whatever gender he wants, right? So that it's it's like a win for for him, even though there's really no war being fought in 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 at least in our opinion. Yeah, I I, I felt like I, like from there, like from the studio's perspective too, they're like, well, we got a new audience with the Jodie Whittaker Doctor Who. We need to keep them, so we need to like make sure we come really strong that you know that and let them know that we're doing we're still making the same Doctor Who that they love. I don't even know if the studio thinks that way for sure. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying, I know Davies does. Davies, the showrunner, Davies is in charge. A lot of times the studio isn't engaged in what the actual specific language is or the lines being drawn up here. I have a feeling Um, that Disney Plus had some input on this. I don't want to even guess because I don't know. You know, we don't don't. know. And so, but the, the reality is I know what Russell Davies wants. I know what he thinks. I know what he's trying to get to, and this is what he wants. He wants them to to lecture the the older white male doctor and basically put him in his place. And listen, I don't care if you're transgender, if you're gay. Listen, you do you. I don't care how you identify. It just doesn't matter to me. I don't care. You seem to care greatly that what we think of you. We do not care. Okay, I just want to be very clear about that. And it wouldn't have bothered me a bit if this Doctor Who story happened and Rose was a transgender person. It just wouldn't have mattered to me. Yeah, whatever. Could have gone through the entire story. I yeah. didn't care. That I little was fine with it because I thought I, th- I actually like I don't like the character not because she's she's it uh, they are whatever they are trans. Um, I think it's a bad character. I think this is she's not this person's not a very good actress. Um, I think that that they come way too strong with the with the sass, and it's really off putting. But I well, was I, mean, yeah. I was fine with it because I thought, well, Donna and Tennant are going to go on adventures for the next three episodes. I'm fine with that. Well, it, it didn't even matter that much to me because here's the deal: like, if you're a transgender person, I don't need to know. Like, yeah. if you're if you were if you were born, you know, a guy, and you're now a girl. I just don't need to know. Like, cool. That's you. Go be you. You know, the only person who needs to know whether or not you're the opposite gender of what you were when you were born is perhaps the person that you get into, like, a sexual relationship with. Yeah. If you meet someone on Tinder, like, the first, you should let them know (laughs) if you're trans. That's the only person that needs to know. Like, if if your identity and, and your entire life is 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 the fact that you've made this sexual change then that's something you got to deal with. Like, go be you, okay? And when you make a story and you have a transgender person in it or you want to tell a transgender story, it can just be a drive-by. It doesn't need to be a a lesson. Every time they tell one of these stories uh, with a trans character or actor, they lean so heavily into it, it becomes their entire identity. On one side, you say... We just want to be accepted uh, and normal like you. But on the other side, 
they can never stop talking about the, about uh, trans activist issues. It's like it's like it's like people that gone to Harvard always dropping the Harvard bomb. Like we get it, we get it, we get it. Right. Yeah. So they they want to they want that to be their identity. See, if right. you want to normalize it, the way you normalize it is you just stop talking about it. It just is. Oh, that's a transgender person over there. I can tell because something doesn't look quite uh, masculine <laughs> or feminine about the person. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm being honest. I, I know you're not, but that some people are not going to take it that way. Well, I, well listen, that's the re I get it. You don't fucking like it. But that's the reality of the situation. Right. When you see a transgender person, the reason you know they're transgender is in most cases, something doesn't quite look, you know, quite feminine or masculine. It's just the way it is. Yeah, in most cases. And there's there's some cases where I can't tell at all. And by right. the way, I'm not looking for it. Just so you know. So like if, well, you, if you're not if you're not screaming it from the rooftop tops, I'm probably not going to notice. Well, in those cases, you shouldn't because it shouldn't be about you. You as the right. human being, if you're a transgender, it's about you, your character, the choices that you make, your life, the decisions that you do. Are you happy? Are you sad? That's what it's about. It's not about whether you do or don't have something dangling between your legs. <laughs> and, and and it's the truth. And, I, and what frustrates me about watching Doctor Who is I get a really great Doctor Who story. But then I, I, and I feel like it is directed towards us. I feel like Davies did direct this towards, uh, you know, men who, or Doctor Who fans who didn't like what went, how the Jodie Whittaker thing went down, not because the doctor was female, but because they chose to run propaganda stories inside the doctor with Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, I, try, I tried watching that series. Guys, that series is so, it's so bad. Every episode is like some kind of preachy nonsense. It's. It's you know it's it's like if Tumblr made do made a version of Doctor Who. It's really it's really poorly done, and in the and it shows in the writing, like nothing they're doing. This like the stories don't matter. The propaganda matters. The message right. matters. And so I, it's and I not wanna, entertaining. And I only have a few more minutes here, and I just want to I want to I want to hammer something home that I think is really really important, and that's bigotry. Okay, what is happening here on screen? is there's no nice way to put this. It's just simple bigotry. <laughs> okay. Russell Davies is bigoted against straight white men who don't <laughs> agree with him. He's a bigot. Okay. And listen, <laughs> let me just be clear here. Okay. Because <sighs> let me tell you something. And, 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 and I don't want to hear this whole thing. Like it's okay to be a bigot if you don't have the power okay yeah. like if you're not the one in power it's not bigotry bitch to like, i have no power okay yeah i well, want to be clear okay like just be listen, out with that shit please listen you're the one in power here russell you're the showrunner of the show you are the powerful one the show okay runner. The show right so look at just like it's not okay for a white person to to be a bigot against a black person because they're black if you're black you don't get to be bigoted against white people if you're gay you shouldn't be bigoted against straight people and straight people shouldn't be bigoted against yes. gay people no one should be bigoted people. right there should be no bigots <laughs> don't do it i mean mm -hmm. so i just want to point that out here this is bigotry and if davies doesn't recognize it as being bigotry he needs to stop and think about it okay <laughs> Just because you're a minority group does not mean that you're allowed to be a bigot. Okay. <laughs> That's it. I don't know how many more times I can say that word before we get demonetized. But what I want to tell you is that it already this happened, is, bro. It happened about five minutes ago. <laughs> it's the cold, harsh reality. Okay. 
cold, harsh reality. I could just say it like it is. Okay. Because in this world, right. we need to, we need to say it like it is. And unfortunately, I, I mean, we could get really wonderful doctor who stories. The problem is, is you're going to have to sit there and take an ass whooping while you watch it. Be prepared to get, as long as you're okay being taken to the woodshed over being a straight white male, perhaps an older straight white male, as long as you're cool with that, then you could, you're going to have a great time <laughs> reading between the lines and watching these Doctor Who stories. But poor David Tennant looked like a guy who was just being drug across the coals. I mean, you looked at it. I mean, he did. He capitulated. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, okay. he capitulated. I mean, right? Yeah, even when, when she said the pronoun thing, thing, he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I, guess I didn't, didn't think to ask it. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, you're right. Of course. Yes, of course. Right. You know, and which is, you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to. Right. You know, and, and we have friends in Hollywood right now who, people that, that we care greatly about, that whose opinions have come out saying, what's the big deal? It's just a joke. There's just, what? why can't there be a couple of lines of ha, 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 kid, kid, kid? Well, my, my message to you, my friends, is that it's not a joke. Yeah. Russell Davies is fighting a war. Yeah, it's not a joke. Like, it was a joke. That. It reverse, no reverse what they did. And, right. And, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, heads would explode. Yeah. What if, what if it was the other way around and it was a couple guys? What if Jody Whittaker <laughs> was standing there as a doctor and a couple guys were like, we know everything and you know nothing. Perhaps if you were a man, you would understand. Oh my Imagine if that happened, oh how God. people's heads would, be, like Brian, exploded. It would be blue plumes of blue hair, just pff, pff. <laughs> it, So I just, so it's, so, so just to be clear, bigotry, that's what it is, okay? If, if you're allowed to do it and nobody else isn't, then that means that you are, un, you're being unfair. And, and so I think perhaps uh, there should be a little bit of, you know, light put to that. Try not to deliver us a, pre, uh, you know, try not to deliver us a message. Have it in your content if you want. As long as you tell a good sci-fi story and you have great characters, we don't care. Yeah. Just don't point your finger and tell us that we are bad and that we are wrong for <laughs> thinking what we think I'll because we don't want to hear it. And on that note, I love you all. I'm going to let Brian go to the Super yeah, Chats James. and talk about what he needs to. I really have to go. James I'll be back go. Wednesday. His, his esthetician is waiting. I love you guys. I'm sorry to drop a bomb and get us demonetized and run away. It's what you did. <laughs> I love you all, and I will see you guys on Wednesday. Later, later brother. Take care, brother. Later. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, everything Shane said there is correct. I just thought, found it hilarious. I can just imagine some of our uh, buddies right now watching, like, did Shane just say <laughs> that... <laughs> They they're racist and bigoted toward straight men. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, he's not wrong though. That whole that whole scene was so cringy and out of place. It felt like not only did it not belong, but it just it felt it felt like a joke. I felt like so it was some kind of of, of SNL uh, sketch. Where they're making fun of something or making fun of modern culture, it it didn't work whatsoever. Um, ultimately, like the the episode was fine. It was a Doctor Who episode. It wasn't bad at all. It was Tenet being Tenet. But these few instances instances where of like hyper insert modern preachy apologist bullshit here, 
totally took me out of the story. And it, and it, it took away uh, my ability to enjoy it. And that was frustrating because I was looking forward to it. I had also read the comics. So, I, you know, I, I pretty much knew what the twist was going to be with the beep the meat. But I thought it was going to, but I, I still wanted to see it. Um, that said, I'm still looking forward to next week. I'm going to watch next week. Um, and if it's more of the same, if, if, if something happens that is, that is super passionate, that is, that, that makes us passionate about it, you know, one way or the other, good or bad, we'll probably talk about it. Um, but here's an interesting thing. So a lot of the leaks are that Tennant is going to meet up with other doctors this special. So we might get like, uh, Matt Smith. We might get like, um, <clears throat> Capaldi, uh, Jodie Whittaker won't be involved. I think she was having a kid or something. Um, but we might get Capaldi and Matt Smith in this special as well. What most people are agreeing on is that the new doctor, um, new, what's his name? Nudie. <laughs> I'm forgetting his name. I'll look it up. Um, but the new doctor is probably going to be introduced um, on the Christmas special. So at the end of the Christmas special is when there'll be like a regeneration or something and we'll get the new Doctor Who. And his name is, uh, here he goes, uh, Nusi Gatwa. Nuti, Nuti Gatwa. Ugh, I can't pronounce his name. I can't pronounce his name. I'll just show you guys a picture. Um, but basically, this is going to be the new Doctor Who. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, and a lot of people are assuming along alongside me, that we're going to get introduced to this character or he'll become the doctor by the Christmas episode, right? Um, what I saw online was really funny because someone said, what happens when his run is over? Like, he can't regenerate back into a white guy, right? You know they can't do that. So what's the next step? Like, when, he, when his run's over and he's going to regenerate, it, they... It won't be, they, they 100% will not, it will not be some white dude, some English guy. Um, I think that the next doctor is going to be even more progressive. So it's going to be uh, an interesting time. Interesting time indeed. Um, I do believe that this chat here from Bob Dorsey is, it sums it up pretty, pretty perfectly. Uh, let me make sure it's on screen. There he goes. Uh, for first off, thank you, Bob Dorsey, for, for the $10. He says, I am behind on listening in an emergency drill meeting. Not saying you guys do this, but can we collectively quit saying such and such is dead? They've been dead a while. Enjoy listening, guys. Yeah, I'm seeing that a lot, too. You know, Doctor Who dead. I mean, honestly, Doctor Who died for me um, with, uh, I mean, at the end of Capaldi. Uh um, the Timeless Child and whatever it was called, when they retconned his origin, that's when pretty much, like, I, I'm okay with bad episodes of Doctor Who or even bad seasons. Like, I can deal with it. But when it's consistently bad and you retcon and you start preaching and all the stuff they've been doing, 
It's not that I'm like, oh, I'm going to rage against Doctor Who and boycott Doctor Who. No, it's more like I just stopped caring. Like, I'm no longer interested. Jodie Whittaker was not a good doctor. It wasn't. Um, And I don't know if it's the actor's fault, but I do know that the stories were 100% at fault because they didn't tell Doctor Who stories. They told... Jodie Whittaker as Doctor Who stories. And it was very jarring, unpleasant, not entertaining. Just insert whatever year here, hyper-modern BS. It was very, very uh, bad Doctor Who. Um, so for me, it, it, it died during the retcon. It died when I stopped caring about watching it. And I didn't even finish that series because I have no interest in no interest. Same with Star Wars. I have no interest in it. I have zero interest in Star Wars. I don't even have... I don't even have enough interest to complain about it. I don't. Like, at least with Star Trek, I still like Star Trek enough to watch it and complain about their bad decisions. But Star Wars and Doctor Who, for a long time, have just been at this place where I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's not even interesting. I I don't... As someone who loves to complain, I don't even want to complain anymore. I don't... I'm just... I'm no longer interested in this to any degree. And then I heard Matt... uh, David Tennant was coming back during the special, and I was like, well, there's some glimmer of hope for me. I got, you know, three or four episodes. It's a special. I can really dig my teeth in. Um, But that's not what happened. Not yet. Who knows? I mean, it, it could still pull up. But this episode was, was bad. Um, it could have been great. You can cut out like three scenes. And it's maybe not great. But you can cut out three scenes. And it's a, a decent Doctor Who story. But you add those scenes. And it becomes, you know, Russell T. Davis uh, behind a pulpit. You know, uh, thumping on his queer Bible. And it sucks. Kenneth Rogue for $10. No message, just $10. Because $10, you're a Banff. Thank you, Ken. Another $10. Oh, he just dropping 10s. I feel like, should I get on a poll, bro? Thank you. No message, just here's 10 bucks, bro. You're the man. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Maggio, this is not a super chat, but yeah, this is what, this is pretty much what they're doing. Everything, everything that we grew up with, <clears throat> that we, we we've loved for years, like I have right here, I got the sonic screwdriver. I, I got a lightsaber, right? Stargate, Iron Man, Matrix, Indiana Jones. Like these are things I love. If I scrolled my camera up, you would see all the Star Trek movies. Man, I'm I'm worried about about Stargate. Like I have some information about Stargate that is stressing me out. I can't I can't talk about it. Shane will kill me, and other people will kill me. But I know something about Stargate that we're not allowed to talk about yet. Stargate, the new Stargate that's going to be eventually at some point coming to Amazon. And uh, I'm not happy with it. Uh, it makes me think that nothing is safe. Like, everything that we love is going to be just ripped apart, you know, and... And I can't even, I, I don't even have an analogy. It's like, 
it's just going to be disintegrated until they've broken it down and built it back up in their shitty hyper left-wing propagandist image. And um, it's causing a lot of people that never identified as right or left. They weren't very political. But because they've, you know, stayed where they were and all of this is moving around them and the goalposts are literally moving in real time, it's causing people like Bill Maher and other people who are classic leftists to criticize the left and then then be called right wing. And a lot of people, like we know people online that were, are called right wing because they criticize Star Wars. Like, w- since when is being critical of a TV show or movie that that is poorly written, poorly acted, uh, the studio makes bad decisions, they it, it's not cast correctly, you know, um, the characters you love are treated poorly. And generally, just uh, just bad entertainment all around. But on top of it, it's bad entertainment that solidifies in canon what you over, uh, on on a franchise that you love. So it ruins it going forward. And then you criticize it, and they call you a bigot, a sexist, and you know, a right wing on alt alt right or whatever. I don't know why it, why it's even a political thing to criticize bad television and bad movies. It's not political. It's bad. Has nothing to do with politics. It's bad. I have no problem with trans people. This character sucks. I have no problem with um, women's rights. Um, but that line sucked. You know, I, I'm all, I'm all for everyone being equal and having the freedom to do whatever they want to do. If you are a consenting adult, you do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Like I don't care. I don't care what you do. If you are an adult, you can put a dress on, a wig, you can cut parts off, you can add parts on, whatever, bro. I don't get I don't care. Or sis or whatever. Don't I mean don't get mad at me when I mess up your pronouns because I that's gonna happen. Especially if you're not, you know, front facing very well. But if you're an adult, I don't care what you do. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care. Who you love. I don't care who you have sex with. Uh, as long as they're also consenting adults. I do not care. I don't. Th- I think most people don't care at all. What you do as, an, as a consenting adult. As long as it's not bothering them. But then. You start messing with what they like. You start messing with. Star Trek, Doctor Who, Star Wars, cartoons, you know, animation you watched when you were, when you were eight years old in 1988, uh, you start messing with franchises that are, that, that, that were masterpieces in, in their scope, in their storytelling. And you start, and because if you can control the pop culture, then the next generation that comes up will buy your your bullcrap because you're basically training them. You're basically grooming the next generation to believe the way you believe, right? And you really want the next generation to believe the way you believe. I'm not sure why 
you care so much about that, but that's what they want, right? So they want to hijack pop culture, movies, TV, music, video games, inject their politics in it so that the next generation, you know, as they become adults, they agree with them. I'm assuming that's the agenda because whatever fight they think they're fighting, there is no fight. Most people, I feel, I feel they feel the way I feel where they don't care as long as they're adults, do whatever you want to do. Um, if you're on, you do whatever you want, as long as you're not in my yard. Okay. You want to pee on the bushes? Fine. Just don't pee on my bushes. Do whatever you want. Just like, don't bother me. Like, don't, I believe in you have ultimate freedom as long as you're not taking away other people's freedom. Um, but then you feel like the fight is still raging and you have to preach to the next generation and the next generation and you're going to utilize beloved stories and movies and television shows and music and video games and things that we grew up loving that we, that we have made part of our identity that we have decorated our houses and our offices and our cars and our wallpapers with. Something that we love. We spend time dressing up, going to conventions, talking to other fans, just gen- uh, generally loving and loving on these franchises. And then when you hijack them, so you have a platform in which to spread awareness, aka, you know, groom the next generation to believe the way you believe. Um, that's when we get upset and we start complaining. And if you've been watching us for a long time, you know, we, we never complain. We, we, we actually didn't complain about anything. We mostly just reviewed things we liked. And then we slowly ran out of crap to watch, enjoy, digest that we liked. And we had to start criticizing because there wasn't anything left. Then we got Picard season three and we spent like literally four months, five months, just praising that entire thing. We've made hundreds of videos and live streams about something we liked because it was so, it came out of left field. Oh my God, something that is awesome from our past. And then it was like right back to the bullshit, you know? So, all right, enough about that. I've gone, I've gone on way too long about this. Um, when I have the chance to talk about Stargate, when I'm allowed to talk about Stargate, I will. I am not allowed to talk about Stargate right now. So, I got someone. Dana Pearson, you just lost me. Will no longer waste valuable time on ignorant MAGA, MAGA fascist. I'm not a MAGA fascist. So, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> do I sound like a MAGA fascist or am I just speaking truth I'm literally telling you exactly what is happening in real time it's again you're making it political you're making it political when you are saying oh this is left or right it's not political they are hijacking things that we love to preach I'm not the one making it political I just want to enjoy Doctor Who that's it. But no, no, no. You got to hijack what I like, what I love, what I grew up watching, what's, what's, what has genuinely become part of my identity. You're going to hijack that and use it for your own purposes. 
uh, because you feel like you are entitled to that, I guess, because you have the power and I have no power. So I'm just over here on a YouTube channel complaining that you're, you're ruining something I grew up with. I mean, that's exactly what's happening. So you can call me a MAGA fascist all you want. That's not the case. I guess my blue hat, maybe that that's what makes me a MAGA fascist. All right, um, moving on from that. So there's a movie. I, 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 I'm done for Doctor Who. I was actually, I'm, I'm getting a little heated, so I'm going to stop talking about Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, there's not much Star Trek going on right now. I'll tell you what, Doom, there is... Um, the last thing I heard about Star Trek is that <laughs> Section 31 is now going forward. It's basically going to replace Star Trek 4. And uh, Starfleet Academy is actually in the works. Like, they're writing episodes. So, we're probably going to get Starfleet Academy, even though I was hoping that the writer's strike would end any conversation about Starfleet Academy. Because if we get Starfleet Academy, then we will not... At the very least, or the most, we will not get Star Trek Legacy for a very long time. Uh, you know, or even, or, or, or worst case scenario, we won't get it at all because they've replaced it with Starfleet Academy and Section 31. All right. All right, let's talk about this movie. So this movie, uh, <laughs> it's called Life. Get it? If you have a chance, go look it up. It's going to blow your mind. If you haven't seen it. Now, if you have seen it, then I mean, I'm sure you're already aware of what I'm going to talk about. But this movie, uh, it's sort of crazy. It came on a left wing for me. I, I, didn't, I didn't see a trailer for it. I didn't see it in the theaters. Nothing. It came out in 2017. And has uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, A-list actor. Ryan Reynolds, A-list actor. Rebe- Rebecca Ferguson, A-list actor. Um... This guy, I, I can never pronounce his name, but I actually like him a lot. His name is Haru. What's his name? Can someone say Haru Haru Haruyuki Sanada? He's been in some good stuff. He was in John Wick, Mortal Kombat, all these here. He was also in a um, a TV show called The Last Ship, which was was a, was a post apocalyptic sort of sci fi show about about a navy ship where they happened to escape like a pandemic <clears throat> because at the time they were out on the water um it hit, it, it hit a little close to home considering like we were in the middle of a pandemic when i was watching that but he was great in that so with this movie that came out it's called life and it's about these astronauts and these astronauts um are getting samples from mars and uh, let me get to the screen real quick. And when they get the samples from Mars, in one of those samples is basically uh, some kind of small creature. It's like it's like gelatin. It's like a, a group, a clump of cells. It's nothing special. There it is right there. And they give it like glucose. And they start like nourishing this thing and studying it. And um, <clears throat> everyone's really excited because it's like it's like the first life they found on Mars, right? <laughs> um, they tell everyone back home they found life on Mars. You know, some uh, student gets to name it. They name it Calvin. Cool, whatever. And 
it's really interesting species because it's like its cells can be whatever it needs to be. It could be all muscle and all brain or all eyes, like whatever it needs to be. It's just, it's, it almost looks like an octopus at some point. And, um, and everything's fine. They're feeding this thing. You know, they're feeding it, they're studying it. And then there's a mistake that happens. And basically someone opens the door and the change in pressure. This is, this is the character. They named it Calvin. <laughs> Such a stupid. So the change in cabin pressure, basically, because this life form is so delicate and they're trying to nurture it. When someone opens the door rapidly, like the change in pressure causes it to uh, go into like hibernation mode. At first they think it's dead, but no, it's hibernating. And this, this, this character, the scientist is, he spends a lot of time attempting to revive this thing he try he's trying everything right he's like um and this is what it looks like by the way see it, it can like it can like adjust itself to like interact pretty pretty cool graphics so at some point though he's trying to revive this thing and he takes like um uh it's like a cattle prod it's like a like a, a wand that shoots electricity or whatever and in order to wake it up, he basically zaps it with the cattle prong or whatever. And at first, nothing happens, but then he does it again, and the thing wakes up and it freaks out, right? And it grabs his hand. And this is when all hell starts to break loose. This, this is the same. See, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. He's like, oh, I gotta do it again. Of course, because nothing happened the first time. So he does it again, and the thing grabs his hand, right? At first, it's like a tight squeeze, but then it's like tighter and tighter and tighter, and it starts pulling him in. And this thing, like this thing, is acting very defensively. He tries to stop it by, by shocking it again, and the thing is smart enough to actually break it or whatever. This is when the movie starts to lose me, by the way, because like up until then, like we're about a third in, I'm like, yeah, this is a cool story, man. Cool actors, finding life, but this thing is way too smart. Like, at this point, it's, like, the size of a golf ball, and it's basically a group of cells that can adjust their properties as they need. It's it's just, it's just like, <laughs> it's the most basic, basic of creatures, right? But it's acting, already acting at this stage, way too smart for its own good. Well, it breaks its hand. Like, look at this gnarly, this gnarly scene where, like, it literally breaks, like, all the bones in his hand. Look at this. Blech. Now here's the deal. This is like another criticism. Remember, they're in space. They're in space. There's gravity. He is floating. In this scene, his legs are up in the air as he's interacting with this thing. Someone didn't consider that when they wanted to show that his hand had been broken in like 15 pieces right and i'm just going to show you again and i have to pause it for a second so that the youtube bits don't the youtube gods don't ruin the channel but when they he pulls his hand out ready ready wait wait for it remember they're in space there's no gravity in this exact scene they show him with his legs in the air and everyone is floating but watch as his hand leaves 
this been? And this was the first of many incons- sort of inconsistent things that this movie uh, displayed that really took me out of the story. It became too convenient. Ready? Here we go. Rip. Oh, looks like gravity to me, boys. <laughs> His hand is is acting as if it's not in in a zero gravity environment, and and it, it's weird. But why why did they choose that? They wanted to show that his hand was broken, and they thought the audience is not even gonna like consider or put or put the pieces together that they're in zero gravity. This looks better on camera, so let's show that. But and if this was the only sin that they commit, no big deal. But it continues this way from this point on. Multiple sins are committed. Where they ignore gravity, they ignore the plot, they just they they generally generally just sort of act stupid and do stupid things and and it's just a very it be, it goes from this really cool fascinating thing to like this a movie that is about a bunch of stupid humans that obviously get themselves in trouble over and over and over again, over and over and over again. All right. So even after showing that scene, look at this. Remember his hand flopped? And now, now the guy is like floating there. You see? Why is his hands not flopping now? It's so weird. Well, this thing is smart. It wants to get out, but the glove, it's way too smart, by the way. Like that at this point, it should not be that smart. It doesn't even have eyes. It has it has no way. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. He wants to get out of the box he's in, but the rubber gloves are like really strong and he can't get out. So he grabs like the, the broken, the broken cattle prong thing and, and breaks it in half further. See, like he breaks it. Like he knows how to use this thing immediately. Ready? And break it. Like he knows that's going to make a sharp stick. I do not understand how this thing got so smart all of a sudden. But it's smart. And it, and it look at it's cutting the glove. Look at this. Look at this. It's, it, it's like this movie is really good. It's, it's great, looking great. And then like, what? It's absurd all of a sudden. It's immediately absurd. It's like, it looks like science fiction and then it turns into a, a stupid horror movie. Not that all horror movies are stupid, but like, you know, one that doesn't make, actually make any sense. I mean, still cool acting, great graphics, but the story lost me at this point. And uh, look, <laughs> it's so dumb. Anyways, the thing does, it cuts out of the thing. And what does it do immediately? It looks for the rat. Okay, immediately. So they have like a rat, like for some reason, the rat is like tied. It's like, tied to the bench the whole time like so while he's working with calvin like this rat is just like in this harness or whatever watching him it's very they never explain that by the way they never explain why there's a random rat there in this weird contraption just across the room from the research table just sort of staring at the proceedings but of course calvin the alien he he senses the rat and he makes a beeline for the rat the rat doesn't know any better. He's like, oh, hey, little fella. 
Hey, good to see ya. Ha, huh, hi. Yeah, I'm friendly. And it's like, ah, I'm gonna eat ya. And it just like grabs the rat. It immediately starts to like absorb the rat. I don't know how it even knows how to do that, but basically it just eats the rat. Yeah, and now here's here's another stupid part. This was so dumb. Ryan Reynolds, Jake Joan Hall and company are safe outside the lab. Um, the black dude that was studying Calvin, the alien, he's the one whose hand was broke, and now he's like in shock, so he's floating. Ryan Reynolds just saw Calvin eat the rat. He immediately ignores orders, opens up the door, and grabs the 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 prone, broken, already wounded guy and pushes him out the airlock. But of course, they can't let they can't let Calvin get out. So Jake Gyllenhaal immediately closes the airlock. Wait, leaving Ryan Reynolds in the room with Calvin. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but basically Ryan Reynolds gets his ass kicked by Calvin. <laughs> he doesn't know. Like, he uses really poor judgment, and he's, like, using, like, a torch or something, and he doesn't... I don't know. And the, because the torch is fire, it activates the fire control systems, which, which by the way, this is a poor design. It pops down these little things that, like, shoot out gas to, like, put the fire out. But when it pops the things out, guess what? Now the lab is no longer secure and the, and the thing gets out through the fire. Oh, it's, that's dumb. The fire system. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, ultimately, like, they have to... And, yeah, and Ryan Reynolds dies. Like a horrible, gruesome death. Um, by the way, FYI, there's a fucking airlock right there. Right there. Right now, Calvin is inside Ryan Reynolds. They are watching Calvin eat Ryan Reynolds. There's an airlock right there. And it goes to space. Open the airlock. Suck that sucker out and call it a day. They wouldn't do that because then there's no movie. Anyways, at some point, Calvin has to go outside because they're out in like some spacewalk trying to fix something. And and somehow Calvin gets outside the ship. Guess what? He's completely fine. They keep saying he can't he can't last that much longer. He must have absorbed oxygen. They're like trying to explain how this creature is existing in like the vacuum of space. But bro, the scene goes on for like 15 minutes. He survives the whole time with zero issue. So this thing is basically indestructible, blah blah blah. More people die. They lose contact with Earth. Earth sends a ship up there. The ship is going to, like, push the the station away from Earth. But, of course, they're not communicating because they're stupid humans. And this guy thinks that, that they're there to rescue him. He's not communicating with his team. So he runs to open up the airlock. He gets those guys killed. He feeds Calvin Moore. Jake Gyllenhaal and the other character go, Okay, everyone's dead but us. We have to take the the... Escape pods, or whatever they're called. Lifeboats. And Ryan Reynolds decides that he's going to take a lifeboat, and he, and he's going to lure Calvin into the lifeboat and take him into deep space, 
And uh, Ferguson's character can take her lifeboat to Earth and explain what happened. And this is when it really, it really makes zero sense. Uh, Reynolds, I'm sorry, um, Hall's character expresses that in order to override the automated flight control that would take the shuttle to Earth, that he has to hold the joystick back or whatever to bypass that system. Because apparently these lifeboats are pre-programmed when they, when they leave the, the station to go and land on Earth. You're going to bring Calvin into the life pod with you. And then you're going to attempt to hold this joystick back, joystick back for a, a long, a, a extended duration to avoid the lifeboat going back to Earth. Did this guy not see what Calvin or the alien did to like the other like eight people? Immediately? Like immediately. But they both agree it's a good idea. He's going to go to deep space. He's going to sacrifice himself for the team. And for all of Earth, he's going to go to deep space with Calvin. And it won't get to Earth. But for some reason, when they launch their space pods, and they do, they lure Calvin into Ryan Reynolds. Calvin goes into Ryan Reynolds' pod. Ryan, I'm sorry, not Ryan I'm sorry. Jake Gyllenhaal's pod. Jake Gyllenhaal's pod. And Jake Gyllenhaal is totally unprotected by, by, by Calvin the Martian. And he's, he's holding back the joystick. Ferguson's uh, lifeboat, the, the women's woman's lifeboat, is like just going to Earth. And Gyllenhaal's got to hold the joystick back. But now Calvin is there with him. And Calvin's like, nah, dog. I'm just going to not let you hold the joystick. Hello? To make it worse, like, basically, he couldn't hold the joystick because Calvin was eating him. And the thing took him to Earth. That's like the twist, right? But to make it worse, the person that was supposed to be going to Earth instead of deep space, she randomly like bumped into a solar panel and her lifeboat lifeboat like turned around and like headed to deep space. So she's dead. Just so you know, Gyllenhaal's character leaves in the life pod. He's holding onto the joystick for dear life. The second the joystick's done, it immediately turns around and goes to Earth. The second Calvin disrupt his ability to hold the joystick. But Ferguson's character, when she accidentally bumps into a, a solar panel, it throws the whole thing off and she's just like careening out of control in the deep space. It's so like, this is what the movie needs. So, and you know, and they think they're, they think it's a twist. It's not a twist. It's a twist is when a, you have a clever way of surprising the audience. This wasn't a surprise. This was like, oh, so there's really stupid humans. You should not get in the lifeboat that is pre-programmed to go to Earth. Maybe, how about you let Ferguson, whatever her name is, leave, and you stay on the ISS, and when she gets to Earth, you tell him to send a bunch of nukes up to the, <laughs> to the space station. I don't know. Anyways, he lands in, like, Japan somewhere, and... um some fishermen go to his pod and they're looking through and he's like trying to wave him off because he's covered in like tentacles, right? He's like covered head to head to toe in tentacles. They're like 
just sucking his life force out. And he's like trying to wave him off. Like, no, no, don't open the hatch. And they're like, okay, we're going to open the hatch. He goes, don't open the hatch. Of course, they open the hatch. Calvin eats more people. And, and that's where the movie ended. The movie ended with, with the Calvin. He looks like an octopus or a squid. And uh, we're assuming he's now just in the ocean and like that's it for humanity, I guess. Because if we couldn't kill him in the vacuum of space, then we're not going to kill him with all the resources here on Earth. That's it. Um, I want to see the sequel, though, because he looks like an octopus and he's in China. I want to see the sequel where... Like, like we just open up and it's like Calvin in the ocean, and then the scene, the camera cuts, and it's some, <laughs> it's some uh, Japanese chick doing that food eating thing. What I forgot what it was called. It, there's a there's a term for it, uh, and she's just eating the squid, <laughs> monk monk bang or monk bang whatever, because uh, it looks like a squid, it looks like a squid or like an octopus. It has like a weird like pseudo face that it creates. I don't know why the character, like, why this thing creates a face. It's, like, clearly for the audience. Because it shouldn't have a face. It, you know? And that was the whole movie. And that's my sci-fi, sci-fi you know, throw, throwback. I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. And I would have enjoyed it if it was just a stupid action or, you know, turn your brain off horror movie. I probably would have loved it. Um... Or at least liked it. But this, it started off as like an intelligent sort of look as to the possibilities of what we can find. And then it just evolved into dumb humans running from unstoppable serial killer. That's it. In space. That's the difference. You know. Just basically a monster movie like immediately. Bye, Ken. I love you, man. Ken, thank you for the super chats, my dude. You're an awesome guy. All right, so yeah, um, I want to do this uh, at least once a week where we discuss a science fiction movie um, that's not super recent, and I want to I want to put that in there. I want to put that out there on Discord. So, in the Discord channel, if you're on there and you're on in uh, and you're on the Unleash, go to the Unleash tab and put in movies that you want us to watch and talk about and review, and. Um, Every week, once a week, I'm just going to try to tear it apart. And, you know, if they're great, then I find something I like. And if they're horrible, then I get to just complain about it for 20 minutes. And everyone wins. So, throw in your suggestions. Give me all of them. I will watch all of them. Okay? All right. Let's move on. Someone said, how scary is the film? Yeah, I mean it's scary-ish. It's oh, it's it's sort of scary. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm coughing. I mean it's not that scary. It's um, yeah, Archmage. That's a good point. So Archmage says, "Oh, I remember life at the time. Everyone was speculating it was a Venom origin film. Yeah, it does. Actually, this would be an awesome Venom origin story." Because like, like you're gonna turn your brain off a little bit with a Venom movie, it would totally work. In fact, in the original Venom comics, I, I believe it was an an astronaut that went to Mars and got the symbiote and then brought it back to Earth, right? So that'd be cool. Imagine if it was a sequel, a prequel. That'd be cool. <clears throat> All 
All right, we're going to talk about Weekly Weird now before we go to the members section. And I have some, um, remember, these are the things, these are the Weekly Weirds that we're going to talk about in the members section, and you get to decide what those are. Let me pull them up. I'm not ashamed here today, so bear with me. Okay. All right, so here's the options. Oh, I've, and you, I'm sure you guys remember this one. Uh, <laughs> we lost hippos. I think. Yeah, no, no, hippos is still on the board. So here's the three options we have. Drunk grizzlies keep... Oh, no, I'm sorry, not that one. That was last last week. Here we go. Colombia goes to war with Pablo Escobar's hippos. That's number one. And I'll put up a poll real quick. Um, rogue day, here's the second option rogue day quit, daycare workers busted for allegedly running a child fight club <laughs> I don't know how this one didn't win last week fight child fight club and here's the other option Sultan Al Jabbar <laughs> <laughs> this one's <clears throat> less weird and, and more just like ridiculous. Uh, Sultan Al Jabbar. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to say that one for Shane because I think Shane would really like that. I think Shane's going to really like that. So let me give you guys another option here. What one last week? Was it the. I got to go pee one? It was, right? The Florida one? It was the Florida one, I think. Okay, let me give you the third option, and then we'll move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> this one's great. Tory MP accused of thirst trap posting topless pictures as nuclear waste row intensifies. What a headline. What a headline. And if I'm just going to put thirst trap, I'm going to put thirsty nuclear waste. That'll be the third option, okay? <clears throat> Thirsty nukes. Thirsty nukes. All right, so the options are up. Uh, whatever you pick here, we will talk about in the member section. And if you don't know how this works, I'll tell you how. Basically, when we get to next week, like on Wednesday's show, whatever wasn't picked will go back on the board as an option. After three consecutive losses, we drop that story. Okay, so before we go there, I want to do one more uh, story. We'll go to the member section. Um, because I think this is this one's close to home. It's a weird story. So we always do one weekly new weekly weird here that I 
want that we want to do, and then we let you choose the member section one. So the one I'm doing today is really close to home. I actually live in Orange County. I live near uh, Disneyland. And this comes from the Orange County Register. Literally, it comes from the OC Register. It's wanting to make you sign up. Leave me alone, OC Register. Nick, oh, get out of here. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to disable ad block. Leave me alone. Hold on, let me fix this, guys. All I got to do is turn off Java, you dummies. That's all I got to do. And you can't do anything about it. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the headline. This is from the OC Register. Uh, at Disneyland, naked man arrested at Disneyland wandering around It's a Small World. If you don't know what It's a Small World is, it's a ride for children that's been there for a very, very, very long time. And basically, it it's like showing you all the different children of the world. And have you ever heard that old Sunday school song? It's a small world, you know, like or red and yellow, black and white, like you know, those. It's basically that song, but in ride form and it shows like all the different kids and all the world and you're on like this boat and it <clears throat> it <laughs> it's you know sails through on a track it's boring as hell for adults but kids seem to like it so this guy <clears throat> was arrested in land on sunday he had allegedly hopped out of it's a small world boat and wandered between the audio animatronic dolls while a holiday version of the familiar soundtrack plays in the background. Anaheim police officers responded to the call on Sunday. They arrested the man on suspicion of indecent exposure and being under the influence of a controlled substance. <laughs> no crap. Of course. <laughs> and he tweeted. I'm um, sorry. Someone tweeted about it. I'm on a small... I'm on... Small world, and there's a streaker. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> Here's another one. It's a small world. Apparently, has a has had a guest take off his clothes and walk through the attraction. Oh, great. They have a tweet. I'll show you the tweet. Here it is. <laughs> and here's the video of this guy. <laughs> He's just sitting. He's just sitting in a little pool between, uh, on the Indian, on India's side of, it's a small world. <laughs> he's getting close to their boat. He's like, no, no, leave us alone. Oh my God. Oh, he's going to get in the boat. Nope. Nope, he's going further. Oh he's just like. I don't think so. Yeah, so this guy is clearly stoned out of his mind. <clears throat> and that's the kind of stuff you get here on the podcast. Just, you know, random random naked guys on Disneyland rides. That's that's what we talk about. That's like our entire uh, channel is basically de dedicated to people, specifically streakers, that utilize their skills at amusement parks. 
So if you like that kind of content, hit the like button. Because that's what we talk about here. All right, guys. My uh, my mouth is getting dry. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna go to the, I'm we're gonna go to the member section. We've been doing this now for about an hour and a half, so it's member section time. Like, thank you for coming today. I realized Shane had to leave early. Um, all jokes aside, he actually it was a pretty serious uh, doctor's appointment that he had to go through. That it happened, you know, it just sprang up on him. Um, you know, so thoughts and prayers for Shane and his wife. And um, thanks for watching. Thanks for letting me sit here and ramble with you guys for an hour. It was a, it was a fun time. For all the people that left, because apparently I am a MAGA, MAGA fascist. You know, I'm sorry. I like movies. And I specifically like uh, movies I grew up with. And I don't like to see them uh, disintegrate before my eyes. And if that is what you call being a MAGA fascist, MAGA, why am I, this is a weird word. If you think that's being a MAGA fascist, because I'm complaining about a bunch of weird, woke nonsense just bleeding out of all of my pores on a daily basis because I can't even watch an episode of Star Trek without getting beaten in the face with some kind of propaganda, then, you know, that's your opinion, dude. I hope you can come back at one point. Guys, that's it. We'll go to the member section. If you are a member, first off, thank you. Um... I'm going to start that stream immediately. There might be, be people in the other side already because we have two member sections. I'm going to check both before when I go over there. Um, if you are not a member and you want to be a member and talk about all those weird news that we're about to talk about, then hit the join button below. It's real easy. Um, or, you know, or just go to the main channel. Hit the join. Uh, I'm going to start that. So on this channel you're watching right now, I'm going to start that stream immediately after this. And if you're on the main channel, that the stream has been going and it will continue going until the end of the member section. That's it, guys. Thank you so much. If you're for watching, please join us in the member section. It costs about uh, the same as a Starbucks coffee. And you get three shows every single week, plus any breaking news that uh, from our sources that we're allowed to share and early access to all the 4K videos and stuff that we put out. That's it. Thanks. We love you. And uh, I'll see you in the member section. And if I don't see you, then I'll see you on Wednesday. So we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 a.m. Bye, guys. Oh, wait, wait. Actually, let me tell you who won. <clears throat> what are we going to be talking about in the member section? Finally, Child Fight Club emerges as the winner, 44%. And unfortunately, that's it. Pablo Pablo Escobar's hippos have lost for the third show in a row and they will be removed from the running on Wednesday, which means that there'll be two new stories to go up there. But in the member section, we are talking about the Child Fight Club. I'll see you over there. Again, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, come on down. And if not, then thanks for watching. You've been great.